Today's show is sponsored by our friends at orcacoolers.com. From roto-molded coolers that keep your ice good for days. They have drinkware like the barrel, the football barrel, the shorty, the stein, the teeny, the vino. They have chasers. They have coffee campers and travelers. All sorts of stuff. It's going to keep your drinks cold or hot. You're going to have coolers that will keep ice for days. And they're bear-proof. Go to orcacoolers.com slash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com slash bourbon. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Old Limestone Mixing Water. It is the mixing water of Kentucky bourbon. We are firm believers here at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Drink however you want to drink. You want ice in it? Put ice in it. You want to put some water in it? Put water in it. And if you're going to put water in it, use water that was filtered through limestone in an aquifer that's 130 feet under the ground. Old Limestone's unique Kentucky limestone aquifer produces a rich, velvety, smooth water with hints of calcium and magnesium, which amplify flavors. Yet with no iron at all, you can make bourbon anywhere you want, but 95% of it is made in Kentucky because the water is special. Use Old Limestone water to mix. Take the taste test. Pour a bourbon neat. Sip it. Now add Old Limestone, swirl it, and sip again. Check out Old Limestone at oldlimestone.com or they're available at a store near you or online. What you got for me, Zeke Baker? Let's see here. Here's a good one. I, I ran across, uh, I guess, about a week ago now. You know, I pick up the kids from school, bringing them home. Turns out Charleston lost a tooth while he was at school. Well, I'm immediately like, oh, shit. I don't think I have any cash. That's the number one thing. Like, <laughs> now Exactly. And, and, you know, like, I mean, I think me, like most people, don't really keep it or care it a whole lot. So, I mean, I'm just immediately like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What am I going to do? Like, I can't let him down the tooth fairy. Like. Man, like, sorry, I guess it missed dad's house. I don't know. Some scrambling around, like looking through pockets in a backpack, looking through old jacket pockets. Finally managed to like scrape up a bunch of singles. <laughs> so I've got like 10 to put under his pillow. So at least he's got something. And I hear him the next morning, like, what is this? Why did the tooth fairy leave me all these like folded up dollars? And I'm just laughing like, well, bud, maybe they want to see how well you could count. I don't know. But, you know, some money's better than no money. Parental tip for the day from DDB. <laughs> Keep a small stash of uh, some petty cash if your kids are of the uh, tooth losing age. <laughs> everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad shrink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day i have so many questions from that i didn't want to ask and like make the cold open i knew you'd close it right at the right point but i have a lot to unpack from that so like you give your kid ten dollars as the tooth fairy you have nothing you're just gonna look at me there's two different depending on where my kids are staying and when they lose their tooth, I suppose, instead of teeth, two different tooth fairies are involved, if you know what I mean. And he wasn't with me for the first one he lost. So I've been trying to downplay the amount that was given by the other tooth fairy. Man, I need that other tooth fairy in my life. We'll call that a dad counseling tip number two for the episode. <laughs> 
we had like Sophie lost a tooth and I think we scrounged together like one day we were stuck and had to give a five and then we scrounged like a three, you know, because she had one. Like not a $3 bill, but we scrounged three bucks because we didn't have, it was one of those days where she lost the tooth. It was like seven 30 at night. What the hell are we going to do? We're like getting her ready for bed and she lost a tooth. And then you're like, oh shit, now I really can't go out anywhere. I'm like, I wonder if the tooth fairy brings quarters. Cause I got a whole bunch of quarters. Like I could get something together. It just, it was awkward. We found three bucks. We just figured like at this age, she's just going to like having multiple, but problem is she knows math too well now. And she knows that five is more than three. So she's like, why did the tooth fairy bring five? And then three, we're like, depending on the type of tooth you lost, it's worth more money to the fairy when they're mining your teeth. But I mean, if you're both there, then I mean, theoretically one person could have run to the store, but when it's a single parent with two kids, I I can't run to Kroger at nine o'clock at night or whatever. That makes sense. You do have to have some petty cash on hand. I remember the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Do you remember watching that one when you were growing up? I remember the movie. I never liked it. No, I mean, but the funny part is, is the whole thing is she gets that fake job, like, or not a fake job. She fakes getting a real job and they just have petty cash. So she just starts spending the petty cash that's in the office. Whenever somebody says petty cash, I think it don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. But the true ringer to the story, though, is so when I'm looking through this backpack, because I'm like, oh, I usually keep like a, you know, a fair amount of singles in there for when I travel because I'm at the airport and I get jammed up. And I need to tip somebody or, you know, whatever. It's just those times you need cash because it's more convenient. So I pull this thing out. And I start counting to see how many singles I have. Well, then in the middle of the fold, there's three hundos. I'm like, oh, shit. I needed to go through your bag. <laughs> Look at Moneybags Baker over here. <laughs> Man, I did not know it was there. I was like, oh, well, this ain't going to the tooth fairy. It's going to dad. Yeah, dad's going out to dinner. That's what's going on. (laughs) I have a question for you. When you sleep, do you dream a lot or, you know, do you remember your dreams? Are you a vivid dreamer? Tell me about your dreams. I don't. Um, I I very rarely hit the REM sleep cycle. Um, And normally if I even start dreaming, it's usually so vivid and uh, awkward. I just wake up in kind of like a a funk and then slowly doze back off. But yeah, I I bet I could count the number of times I dream per year on one hand. It's awkward. Like it's so vivid, but you know, like weird shit going on. You're like, whoa, what just happened? Like, oof. And then you just kind of lay there like, hold on. I'm in my room, in my bed. Everything's fine. I'll put something on TV. Not off another 20. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Zeke Baker in a nutshell. But no, I mean, I'm the same. I pretty much at this point in my life, wake up on the hour every hour. And I don't know why it happens, but I just sit there all night. And it's like, I think when, when you get old, like when you get to a certain age, you just wake up a lot. I mean, I don't do that. I just, I don't fall into that rim phase. Might need to get your prostate checked, bud. (laughs) Oh man. Well, this was a dad tip number three from the episode. I still have that lingering cough. Don't make me laugh. (laughs) <laughs> That's what they're going to tell you to do when they check your prostate, bud. <laughs> yeah, they are. I hope they take me out to dinner for 300 first. It's almost, it's almost that year. Did you get yours yet? Dude, I'm not that old. I don't have any uh, familiar factors to where I need to go. I think it's 45 or 50 for me. But like at 40, don't you have to get start getting a colonoscopy and stuff? That's only if you have a family history as far as I know. Oh, so you can wait till you're 45, 50? I think that's the guidelines. Interesting. Well, speaking of dreaming, 
Today, we are drinking Dream Spirits Batch 1, which consists of 95% six-year-old bourbon distilled in Indiana and 5% 16-year-old bourbon distilled in Tennessee. This blend was then married in a stainless steel tank for seven days to allow for further mingling of flavors. A total of four barrels were dumped for this batch. Most of the batch is bottled at 100 proof, with a very small amount of bottles being bottled at full cap without any water being added. This Dream Spirits is out of Washington, D.C. It is Prav Saraf and his father. For those of you that know, Prav is a good, good friend of the show. He's been on the show, has a great episode with us. He is the owner of one of the products preeminent liquor stores in the country and this whole brand got started for his dad which is pretty cool you know so his dad in 1989 came to the u.s in 1990 he got his first liquor store job in dc in 1995 their family purchased their first ever wine and liquor shop in dc nine years or sorry then 11 years later prov's dad came to him and said he wanted to launch dream spirits they started working on it in 2020 their first ever single barrel bottling was in 2021 and their first ever small batch blend was in 2022 in addition their first ever private single barrel was released in 2022 and it just so happened to be dad's drinking bourbon Woot, woot. do you have any questions <laughs> on all, all any of this zeke no 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 but i, I did you know, think we should throw out the disclaimer. Like I said, Prowl's been on the show. I think anyone that knows us and, you know, has seen social media over the years, um, obviously he's a very close and dear friend. That's probably an understatement. But that being said, like anything else, we're going to give a fair and honest review. If anything, if you know, especially how I and usually John can operate and, and the nature of our relationship with Prowl and most of our close friends, that's who we're going to heckle and give the hardest damn time to. So if anything, I, I felt like going into this, we're more likely to be uh, an asshole, I suppose, as opposed to uh, giving anybody a free pass. Yeah, I mean, I almost spit this whiskey out the first time I tasted it, but <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> but anyways, what did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? You know, coming into this on the label, it does say, you know, six and 16 blend of Indiana and Tennessee. However, I did not know what the ratio was and honestly never took the time to ask prop. It's too lazy. But I thought that initially it's got a nice sweetness that leads the entryway around the middle. Some oak kicks up a little bit. It's got some good spice in the mid as well. And I thought that it it you know it feels kind of thin, which end of the day, I'm not the hugest person on uh, you know, viscosity or whatever. If it's good, it's good. If it ain't, it ain't, you know. But uh, I definitely thought that the sweet was, was a, a, a good and like enjoyable kind of sweet. Obviously, one of the components here being Tennessee. We didn't ask Prov where he sourced it from, but it's 16 years. I'm pretty sure it points to one place. So we'll just leave it at that. And again, I thought that the the way that the sweet component had been, I guess, adjusted or or counterbalanced by the addition of the Indiana made it very enjoyable and that it had a spice in the mid to back that lingers. The sweetness to me, I tried to like put a, some kind of identifier on it and all I could really come up with was like maybe either like either um, almonds or maybe even like a macadamia nut. 
I don't know. It, it threw me for a curve. It's some. It's something I've tasted before. I just literally couldn't pinpoint what the flavor was. Yeah, that flavored scream Tullahoma to me. Where you know, I know it's only got five percent in there, but that kind of nuttiness I was getting in some of the stuff I've had from a certain distillery down in Tullahoma. But you know, I, I think the nose is very much Tennessee whiskey and vanilla. If you're asking me what I get and. It's better than saying vanilla and dickel, you know, but <laughs> I definitely get that on the, the nose there, but super, super sweet nose. I think where that Tullahoma presence comes through is definitely on the nose and the finish for me. And the middle is a great blend of that Indiana and Tennessee coming together and mingling and kind of dancing and swirling. But the finish for me has some nuts on it. Front of it is definitely sweet. I think knowing it's a hundred proof the viscosity doesn't really bother me i think it's the right viscosity for the hundred proof i still think i get a good amount of coating in my mouth with the caramel and you know vanilla aspects of the pour but i know it sounds like i'm being really weird but it is a very good enjoyable pour i the one thing i don't know on this zeke is how much it's going to be i know barrel number one and barrel number two were both a hundred bucks I have no idea. Um, you know, the small batch bourbon is seventy nine ninety nine. There it is. Never mind. Dream Spirits batch one, small batch one hundred proof, seventy nine ninety nine. It's sweet with some nutty characteristics and and a lot of candy. You know, just a lot candy on this one. And and that was what I thought stood out the most to me. Honestly, was simply that I've been very vocal as that uh, a lot of times what comes out of Tullahoma may not be my favorite products to consume. And I thought this, you know, what, however it mingled and kind of, you know, curbed or shifted that sweetness or the, the initial hit you get from normal Tullahoma really synergized well. You know, I remember this was two or three years ago, you and I bullshitting one night and when people had first started sourcing, that was becoming more of a thing. You started to see blending pop up a little bit and, you know, we were laughing saying, well, whoever's going to win the race at the end of the day is going to be who can figure out how or what to mix with Tullahoma to get a unique and also really good flavor because it's going to be out there and it's to some degree, it's going to be out there and, and more readily available to things. But what do you put with it and, and how to, to craft your own product, again, that is also enjoyable? I totally get what you're saying there. And you're right. Even though you were defending me, you're right. <laughs> but, you know, we had that conversation. It was a long time ago we talked about that. But, I mean, I, I think it still resonates even more now that, you know, you see MGP, with at least the words that we hear, is, you know, they're not accepting any new, you know, contract distilling some of the people that were, I guess, like per diem or whatever you call it, kind of got cut off. So, I mean, it's getting tougher to get juice. And so if you got to make do with what you can find, you've got to be innovative and, and really spend the time and the effort to work with what you have and find an enjoyable product, hopefully. I get what you're saying. It's all you can do. Well, you know, I thought, you know, also we should... uh not so much true to form, you know, as we're tasting this and going through it. Like, you know, we've picked Maprov more than a handful of times. It's always a fun experience, but I mean, I can't think of a single time where he and I really agreed. <laughs> you know, like the time we went to Jack and there was the barrel I was just in love with and he was not at all. But luckily they let us take both and we sold them and had a good time and made some fun out of it. But I really didn't think this was the Prov profile, not, not to you know, slide a handshade at him, but normally he's a little more oaky and a little different. And he and I don't find the middle ground as much, but I mean, I enjoy this pour. It's pretty good. No, I would agree with you on that. I definitely enjoy the pour and it's pretty good. 
But you know what I mean? Like he, he's usually more oak than we are because we're usually on that sweeter side. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we and do JDBP with him and we're like, hey, we like crushers. And he's like, yeah, I like complex things with oak. Like, you know, it's just. <laughs> So when the sweet hit on this one on the front end, I'm like, oh, did he blend this? Maybe, maybe maybe his pops did it. I don't know. We'll have to have a follow-up conversation. But I can't imagine anyone that enjoys bourbon whiskey not enjoying this very mm-hmm. bluntly. Mm-hmm. I was actually just taking another sip of it then and enjoying it. But anyways, y'all go to dreamspiritsdc.com. That's dreamspiritsdc.com. Check this out. It is kind of a cool story about a father and a son. Zeke, speaking of stories, people can hear our story and listen to our story and follow our story on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? They can find us in good old Nashville, Tennessee, and it is also in addition to what John mentioned earlier, this drop for this product will most likely be in Prov's Facebook group. It's called Prov's Picks. I think this is going to be a pretty limited release initially, and, and most all the bottles will go through there, I'm pretty certain. Awesome. Cheers. Ciao.